heart and soul. That's what we're all about here at the Morning Train. I hope you enjoyed that little sock hop in the gym. To wrap up today's program, we heard She's So Fine by Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids. We heard Book of Love by the Monotones. We heard Since I Don't Have You by the Skyliners. Uh, What else did I play in there? We heard... uh, Heart and Soul, there was by the Cleftones. We heard Little Darlin' by the Diamonds. All of those, of course, came from my handy copy of the American Graffiti soundtrack, one of the most important inclusions in my record collection. And we will play other things from my record collection next week at 10 a.m. here on Mutiny Radio. And until that time, this is J.D. Buell saying, make it a great day for someone.
Good afternoon. This is Azali. I'm filling in for Roman. He is a visiting friend in New York, so I'll be here talking about what's going on in the world and what's going on with me. And yeah, let's see. So, um, recently, apparently, a uh, first man prosecuted for federal hate crime targeting transgender uh, transgender victim gets 49 years. Very exciting. So. Uh, Joshua Vallum, a federal court in Mississippi, handed down a 49-year prison sentence on Monday to Joshua Brandon Vallum. And this is on NPR. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, He's the first person persecuted under the Hate Crimes Prevention Act. Thank goodness for targeting a victim because of gender identity. It's about damn time. Vellum had pleaded guilty last year to the 2015 assault and murder of Mercedes Williamson, a 17-year-old transgender girl whom he says he once dated. Hmm. Crimes motivated by hate have devastating effects on the victims, their families, and communities, but also leave a blemish on our society as a whole. I wonder why. Christopher Freeze, special agent in charge of FBI's Jackson Division, said in a statement... The Justice Department says it's the first case involving a victim targeted because of gender identity. (laughs) First case. Prosecuted under the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd Jr. Hate Crimes Prevention Act, a law that was expanded in 2019, or uh, 2009, of course, to cover victims attacked because of their gender identity, sexual orientation, or disability. The federal case itself moved quickly. Thank goodness. It's about time. Charged on December 14th, 2016, Malin pleaded guilty just one week later. He faced a sentence of up to life in prison, though uh, U.S. District Judge Lewis, uh, sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Girola uh, Jr., uh, he did a lesser sentence suggested in a plea agreement between defense attorneys, prosecutors, citing Valum's neglected childhood and other issues. Poor baby. Uh, this is according to the Associated Press. Vallum is already serving a life sentence for the same incident, having pled uh, guilty to murder last July in a case brought by the state of Mississippi. <sighs> BuzzFeed News reports the state does not have its own hate crimes, uh, hate crime laws uh, on the books. Here is how the Justice Department lays out Vallum's crime. <laughs> During his plea hearing, Vallum admitted that he had consensual sexual relations with Williamson and that he knew Williamson was transgender. Ha. Huh. During this, uh, his romantic relationship with Williamson, Vallum kept the ne- sexual nature of the relationship, as well as that Williamson was trans- uh, transgender, secret from his family, friends, and other members of the Latin Kings and Queens Nation uh, gang to which he belonged. After Vallum terminated his romantic and sexual relationship with Williamson, he had no contact with her until May 2015. Vallum admitted as part of his guilty plea that on May 28, 2015, he decided to kill Williamson after learning that a friend had discovered Williamson was transgendered. Vallum believed he would be in danger if other Latin King members found out that he had engaged in a consensual sexual relationship with a transgender woman. This is fucking sad. On May 29, 2015, Vallum located Williamson at her residence in Alabama and used false pretenses to lure Williamson into his car so he could drive her to Mississippi. Vallum drove Williamson to his father's residence in Loosedale, Mississippi. Vallum admitted that he then used a stun gun to electrically shock Williamson in the chest. 
<sighs> oh god and then it's it's a violent it's fucking violent and it's unnecessary i don't i can't even read that he kills her that summary contradicts an account initially offered and retracted by Elm, who claimed at first to have killed Williamson in a panic after discovering Williamson was transgendered. The Justice Department says in a statement, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions applauded the result of the case, of course, which was brought just weeks before his tenure began. Today's sentencing reflects the importance of holding individuals accountable when they commit violent acts against transgen- transgender individuals. People should be held accountable with violent crimes against anybody. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't. It it does, obviously, and that's what's fucking depressing. The Justice Department will continue its efforts to vindicate the rights of those individuals who are affected by bias-motivated crimes. Let's see how they work on that one. Oh, goodness, the violence just never stops. Yep, violence all day, all day one day maybe we'll learn to calm the fuck down let people live it's none of our business what they do what we do it's our business what they do it don't it don't matter it doesn't affect you apparently it pisses a lot of people off that's what blows my mind how others people other people's existence bothers people so much how horrible is your own existence that you have to obsess over another person's because they're happy because they figured life out i mean i i i can't i can't (laughs) anger anger okay Next on the list, police FBI investigating University of Maryland killing as a possible hate crime. Uh, authorities are investigating, and this is from May 21st, so it is from about a week ago. Authorities are investigating whether the stabbing death of a black college student who was visiting the University of Maryland during graduation weekend was a hate crime. Uh, the chief of university police said Sunday, the suspect, a white University of Maryland student, is a member of a racist Facebook group. <sighs> yep, those exist. Fucking pathetic. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> An FBI official said that federal agency will assist with the investigation. The victim, identified by police Sunday as Richard Collins III, was due to graduate from Bowie State University this week. Oh, man. That's... Oh, God. He was making it. Hate killed him. Thanks. Thanks, white supremacy. The Calvert Country man had completed ROTC in college and was commissioned a second lieutenant in the Army on Thursday, according to school officials and a family spokesman. He was 23. Barely started living, finishing school, had his shit together. Now he's gone. <sighs> Police have charged Sean Christopher Ubansky, 22, of Cervena Park with first-degree murder in the attack. Good. He was being held without bail. His family did not respond Sunday to a request for comment. And online court records did not list an attorney. Who the fuck? Uh, good. <laughs> He doesn't... Okay. (laughs) Artie Lee Travis, Bowie State's Vice President of Student Affairs, said the campus is in mourning. We are looking forward to the quickest investigation as possible. He said hate has no place in America. Hate has no place on a college campus where young minds are coming together to try to change the world. 
that's the worst part of this. <laughs> I it, when it, it's really interesting racism on campuses, places that are supposed to be a place of uh, your, your mind expansion, creativity, and growth, and people die because they know who they are, how they feel. What well, it doesn't matter. It's ah, god damn it. <laughs> ah, it is so sad when there's hate on campuses. Just. Why Why are you going to school? <laughs> You're here to grow, to be accepted, to accept other ways of thinking, to learn, to grow together. It, to me, I, I'm really happy that I don't get it. I really don't understand. And that's fine. The Reverend Daryl L. Godlock, serving as a spokesman for the Collins family, said the young man had abstained, uh, obtained his airborne certification. Collins wanted to follow in the footsteps of his, of his father, a military veteran, Godlock said. He wanted to make his parents proud of him, so he went into the military to serve his country. Hmm. Godlock said it was a great opportunity for him to advance forward and make the most out of his career. Ah, oh, man. Godlock said Collins was close to his family. This was not a thug. Godlock said. This was a very caring individual. He was highly intelligent, and he was at the peak of his career. He loved his family, he loved people that he came into contact with, and most importantly, he loved his God. Oh, man. Collins was a vibrant, funny, outgoing student whose ambition rubbed off on his friends, said Vidal Adams. Just imagine how fucked up his just his immediate community is just to lose such a great person to such ridiculous ridiculous fucking insanity and violence and just uh, people don't know where to uh, extend their anger we're all angry we should be angry like if like Roman said, <laughs> there's anger in the world because look at the fucking world. I mean, there's a lot of things to be happy about, but I mean, you walk downtown, it's it's so sad. The uh, I was waiting for a friend um, the other day um, in front of a fancy hotel in downtown San Francisco. And seeing a guy with no shoes on, his tattered pants with a blanket covering him, just, I'm, I'm pretty poor too. I'm not that poor. Thank goodness. You know, I, I, I have a job. Um, I'm barely making it, but there's this guy, no shoes, dirty. He could definitely use a bath, um, walking by. And I immediately want to, like, I had no money on me, nothing. I had, I had my card, which had like $40 on it. And I wanted to give him something. And it's just so interesting how when you walk by, um, the wealth, insane amount of wealth that these people have that are hanging out in front of this fancy hotel, uh, just ignore. They ignore his existence. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming it makes them, makes them uncomfortable, because they feel bad as they should that they have so much fucking money and there's this guy who doesn't even have shoes whose pants are completely torn he hasn't had a bath in who knows how long and he's walking around with his blanket because he doesn't have a home and he has to bring it with him everywhere um it's it's disgusting how they ignore their existence 
like does that to validate their own or i mean to make it like pretty much just like your existence sucks if you're doing nothing to help the world you're a part of this world you're supposed to help and they don't and it blows my mind how there's like no guilt i mean i i I don't know maybe i mean there's i've obviously heard of white guilt but that obviously has a reason for existence it should exist (laughs) um but it's it's just i i don't get it i never want to get it Uh, anyways so this hate crime (laughs) uh let's see kid was killed uh at school place of growth and being you know open-mindedness and all that good stuff he wanted to be general of the united states army that was his ultimate goal i know that was a tangent i don't know how i got there but whatever that's why i like this we talk about whatever we want to talk about Ah, in the world. He wanted to be a general, and that was his ultimate goal, said Adams, a senior criminal justice major. He was the definition of a leader. I can't really say the same about a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Collins was waiting with two other students for an Uber ride outside of Montgomery Hall Dormitory on Regent's Drive near US uh, 1 at about uh, 3 a.m. Saturday when he was attacked. The stabbing was captured by a surveillance camera, police said. They called it unprovoked. Duh. <laughs> of course it's unprovoked. <laughs> Witnesses said that the suspect was intoxicated and incoherent at the time of the attack. <sighs> Goodness gracious. <sighs> Officers called to the scene, found Collins wounded on the sidewalk, police said. He was taken to a hospital where he died. Urbanski is arrested at the scene, police said. Officers recovering a folding knife, police said. Collins' friends told police they heard the suspect scream as he approached them. The suspect said, step left, step left if you know what's best for you. Oh my gosh. Ah. <sighs> Police wrote in charging documents. Collins said no. Police wrote. The suspect continued to approach and stabbed him once in the chest. Police said initially there was no indication that race played a role. Hmm. But University Police Chief David Mitchell said information about the Facebook group was brought to their attention on Sunday. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. So... They thought this was just a random act of violence. No. (laughs) Oh, one sec. So the mic stand broke, so uh, it's a little hard to hold a mic in one hand and uh, read. (laughs) Ah. The group called, I mean, it's not really that hard, but yeah, yeah. the group called um, Alt-Reich Nation 
contained racist posts, he said. When I look at the information that's contained on the website, suffice it to say that it's despicable. It shows extreme bias against women, Latinos, persons of Jewish faith, and especially African Americans. Mitchell said... <clears throat> The FBI digital forensics team will look for information online that sheds a light on the case, Mitchell said. The suspect has told has not told police any motive, he said. Gordon Johnson, an agent in the FBI's Baltimore field office, said his office assists in hate crime investigations. He called Collins a national treasure and said people should remember the victim and his family. Yes, definitely. We have to. This is a terribly, terribly dark time, dark time for them, and we can't forget about that, Johnson said. The killing comes after a series of racist incidents at the college in recent months. Oh, yeah. Wonder what happened. <laughs> I'll look into that later. A noose was found in a fraternity house earlier this month, and posters promoting nationalism were found on campus earlier this year. Fucking disgusting. And oh my god. Oh, God. And this is on campus. Yeah. Apparently, you know, I mean, having an education will get you so far in life, especially if you're a POC. But apparently, um, school doesn't do anything for some people. So they're probably wasting their parents' money on being a racist douchebag who hopefully ends up in prison. I can only hope who the fuck puts a noose up in school? Ew. Oh my god. The attack came as students, parents, and faculty prepared to celebrate commencement exercises on Sunday. A happy time turned around because of the white man. <sighs> it was the first homicide on campus in decades. Holy shit. Wow. What a great time to be alive, folks. University of Maryland President uh, Wallace D. Lowe opened the graduation ceremony at the Xfinity Center Sunday with a moment of silence. <sighs> On behalf of our entire community, I want to express our profound sorrow and anguish for this horrific tragedy. He said he called the killing a senseless and unprovoked assault and asked the audience to stand to express our profound sorrow and anguish for this horrific tragedy. We are still in shock that a young man, so full of promise, should have his life cut short so suddenly and personally by fucking hate. He said, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and friends and with the entire Bowie State University community. Later Sunday, Lowe said the university and Prince George's County officials have stepped up their patrols on and off campus. Good. Ugh. The safety of our campus community remains a top priority, he said. However, he added, we must all do more to nurture a climate on campus and beyond where we stand against hate, we fight against hate crimes, and we are from the, va the values that define us as a university and as a democracy. Hollins was a graduate from Bowie State on Tuesday with a degree in business administration. He was to serve in army intelligence. Bowie State officials planned another moment of silence for him there. This is from Baltimore Sun Media Group reporters. Uh, the Associated Press also contributed to that article. 
So, uh, yeah, violence on campus, racism on campus. I mean, obviously, we know racism is prominent everywhere. It's embedded in our society. I mean, it's kind of hard to escape. I mean, if there's racism uh, in, you know, in the gay community, there's racism within the black community. Within, it's, within, it's so embedded in us. It's, we need to be aware of it, talk about it, so we could cure it. It's, it's like a sickness, man. This is not normal. It's unnecessary. It makes no fucking sense whatsoever to be bothered by the color of someone's skin to the point where you feel the need to end their lives. And this happens all the fucking time. Not just people of color, queer, trans people of color obviously have a way better chance of a better chance of a higher chance of just having violence committed against them for existing. Right? Oh my God. That's why if you have friends in the community, walk them home at night. It's, it's a real fear I have for a lot of my friends when they go home alone at night. Don't let them walk with them. I mean, it's so sad, but it's, it's, I mean, there's stories constantly. The, we all know, you know, there are the odds of violence against our, our, uh, QPOC folks is, uh, the odds are just horribly astronomical of just being killed for existing. And I can't imagine what that's like. I really can't. I mean, I am, I am a woman. I'm a Latin woman. I'm kind of white passing. Um, I don't have to fight to exist. Um, the worst thing that happens is, you know, we get catcalled, which doesn't, I mean, it, it shouldn't happen, but, um, I would rather that than have someone get stabbed to death because they exist. I mean, God damn it. Let me see. I'm going to put a song on. Hopefully, uh, do something a little, little calm. (laughs) Something that'll ease the mind. Let's see. Let's see. So, yeah. Anyways, I mean, the world's not too bad. Luckily, there's awesome people in the world. Um, luckily, um, I have a good family, good friends, but, you know, we don't all have that. And that's why I love that the gay community is so, um, tight knit for the most part because they are family to each other. And I like to be family too. Gotta support, support our homies. So anyways, I'm going to play some, uh, dead Kennedys. Because I love the dead Kennedys. All right.
deserves to die When it becomes another stale cartoon A closed-minded, self-centered social club Ideas don't matter, it's who you
That was uh, the Dead Kennedys. Uh, first one was Well Paid Scientist, one of my favorites. Then California Uber Alice, and then Chicken Shit Conformist. That one is actually my f- number one favorite Dead Kennedys song, Chicken Shit Conformist, like your parents. Uh, I uh, once uh, went to visit family in Costa Rica, and I forgot all of my CDs except the one that was in my little CD player, which was, I think it's Bedtime for Democracy by the Dead Kennedys, or maybe it's Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables. But um, I got to listen for a month straight to only the Dead Kennedys, which is why I now have a tattoo. I fucking love the Dead Kennedys. Jello is an amazing activist, weirdo, San Franciscan. Makes me proud to be from the Bay. Um, I'm going to play, um, some of one of my, one, an adorable band. Um, I'm not even sure if they're still, uh, doing their thing, but, um, back in the day, I would go see them for free because they're an anarchist folk punk band. And so, you know, they don't charge. They're awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm going to play some Defiance Ohio for y'all. Hopefully you like it. Let's talk of privilege Cause the songs that we sing are as much a product of our privilege as The clothes on my back Or the phone call I made to my mom last night And let's stop this talk of action Cause action comes easy It's the moments just before that are hard When I've gotta get my voice and my fist on the same page as my heart As my heart Let's stop this talk of them Because the things we find deplorable And politicians, CEOs, and cops Are the same things that'll tear ourselves apart And let's stop this talk of words Because words like dishonesty, selfishness, and laziness And greed aren't as distant to us As we'd like to believe To believe The next time you're smashing the state Don't go breaking my heart But I know that when you pick up the pieces The only thing left will be the same empty rubble That's made up every revolution that I've ever known To make me believe in the faith in humanity And the same empty breath of hot air 
pretty okay. Awesome. Hopefully you guys like that. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, Defiance Ohio, an awesome little band. Um, they have a cellist, and I forget if it's a viola or violinist, um, which I think is awesome. I play the cello, so it's pretty cool to see punk and classical music um, on the same stage. That never happens. It should happen a lot more often, I feel. Um, I honestly have issues just incorporating my cello into anything other than classical music. I'm just trained classically, so I could play classical music, but uh, I can't jam, sadly, which is apparently a pretty common thing. But uh, one day I want to learn how to jam. could jam with some friends. Uh, probably not anytime soon, though, <laughs> sadly. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... um. Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention uh, there is a march going on June 23rd, Trans March 2017, um, at uh, noon to 8, Mission Dolores Park in the city. Um, it's uh, 14th annual San Francisco Trans March, celebrating resilience with love and resistance. Yes. Our rights and existence have been more intensely under attack since the election, so it's even more critical that we gather this year to fight back, resist, and celebrate. Yes, gotta go. Let's make this a huge showing of how powerful and, cre- and incredible we are. Could sign up to volunteer. It's 100% volunteer run. Um, yeah, um, the schedule is 12 to 2, Youth and Elder Brunch, hosted by Lyric, Open House, 2 to 6, Resource Fair, Family Area, and Transformation Booth. And there's going to be stage performers, speakers, march, busting out the only official TM after party. Oh, nice, at El Rio, of course, Knockout and Virgils. That sounds super fun, um, something you can be proud of for attending definitely something i need to look into most definitely (laughs) uh yeah so um let's see what else has been going on in the world ah sadly it's mostly bad things (laughs) Uh, um racism transphobia misogyny you know (laughs) Trump's America. Ugh. I don't think we're allowed to say his name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I read this the other day on HuffPost. Um, May 30th, 2017. Uh, the Tale of Two Portlands. The whitest and arguably most racist city in America. I love when I read these things because I want to say I'm surprised, but I mean... I don't know if it's just being in the city or growing up poor and a minority and a woman, nothing really surprises me. The evil that exists is rampant. Um, I am not pessimistic at all. I am just a realist. This is, it's, I, I love reading those, uh, those titles, arguably most racist city in America, Portland. It's like, yeah, I know. I didn't know we needed like, I mean, 
obviously not everyone knows um i don't know if it's just that people don't know or if they just don't care or they ignore it i don't get it but i choose to live in reality where these things exist portland is a place where a lot of people are from you meet a lot of people in the bay area that are from portland that kind of scares the shit out of me (laughs) they're here fucking raising our rent (laughs) i know they don't all but good good majority do (laughs) but yeah so um prejudice racism microaggressions and assaults are nothing new in the city that prides itself on progression oh portland Portland, Oregon, known for its rainy weather, award-winning restaurants, hipsters, and all things Pacific Northwest, hides a very dark secret in plain sight. Portland, Oregon is the whitest and arguably one of the most racist cities in America. Dun, dun, dun. Growing up in Seattle, Portland has always been a second home to me. I first moved to Portland for college, and I've bounced between living in Portland and other cities over the last 20 years. Due to neighborhood gentrification, the systematic displacement of African Americans in North and Northeast Portland, and a severe lack of affordable housing options, when my family and I decided to move back to Oregon in 2015, we settled approximately 40 minutes outside of the city in a small town with rent we could actually afford. It was clear that the Portland I knew had changed a lot. Sounds a lot like San Francisco. Racism is still alive in Portland, hiding in plain sight largely as racially discriminatory uh, policies and practices. On Friday 26, 2017, an American terrorist killed two men and injured one as they intervened to stop his hateful verbal attack on two teenage girls, one wearing a hijab. Wow, many in our community were shocked by what happened. Some were not. For some Portlanders, specifically communities of color, prejudice, bias, racism, microaggressions, and verbal and physical assaults are nothing new in the city that prides itself on its progression. Portland has a deep history of racism. From 1859 uh, legislation forbidding blacks from living in the state of Oregon to urban renewal plans that led to thousands of African Americans losing their homes to to the enormous wage and home ownership gaps that continue to grow. Portland has always been a place where people of color have been marginalized. Do you mean the fucking United States? That's like it's so funny when they talk about places in particular being racist. Everywhere is racist. It's just some places it hides a little better. It's everywhere. And in some cases, um uh people of color are marginalized in some cases victimized by the acts and decisions of white portland while most racist encounters are not as overt as the tragedy that took place on friday afternoon racism is still very much alive in portland hiding in plain sight largely as racially discriminatory policies and practices Portland, a city that promotes itself as progressive and inclusive, has allowed itself to endorse policies that have systematically oppressed communities of color and bolstered white supremacy for generations. The only difference now is that the disparate treatment and oppression of people of color is no longer hidden in Portland, as racists feel emboldened to express their hatred like never before. Era of 45. 
era 45. Ty Hardenmore is a graduate of Florida A&M University College of Law. Mrs. Hardenmore has extensive experience advocating to bring attention to the issues that most negatively affect African Americans. Since being diagnosed with breast cancer at age 31, Mrs. Hardenmore has dedicated her voice, time, and efforts to raising breast cancer awareness in the African American community through numerous community outreaches and speaking engagements. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Ah, yep. That's, 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 uh, Portland. Uh, yeah. This whole gentrification thing, it's real. <laughs> hey, Hello. what's right. up? How, oh, hey. <laughs> How are you? Oh, awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Someone's got to talk about it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> thank you, man. We'll see you soon. <laughs> I'm Azalia. Hi, who are you? Michael. Okay, so you have a show on Sundays. Awesome. Oh, fuck yeah. What do you talk about? Of course. That's awesome. Oh, I should talk about that. Actually, on the way here, um, I came from Oakland and I took a couple dabs before coming and some random dude comes up to me and goes, are you high? You look high. <laughs> and I was just like, no, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. You got to either get high or cry about it. Luckily, my eyes are too dry, so I'm just going to talk about it. Thank you. I also come here to use the Wi-Fi in the bathroom. Yeah, totally. I know. It's right <laughs> yeah yeah do your thing <laughs> all right man take care <laughs> nice meeting you so while we were obsessed over Trump's scandals he's fundamentally changed the country the president has immense power and despite the russia saga he is using it of course <laughs> come on i all these uh, i just i can't even say his name um it's i i'm I think everyone has the same reaction. We're all in denial, but not in denial because we have to work harder than ever because we have a fucking Nazi running the country. It just, I can't believe that. I mean, I believe it, but I can't believe that the majority of the country support, even supported him. Apparently, you know, they say that his, uh, people backing him up are decreasing daily because he's a fucking psycho sociopath bastard. Um, his, you know, his favor is declining. Um, but the fact that people, it took this long for them to see or recognize or, uh, to live in denial. Is it a beautiful thing? I don't know. You know, they say, you know, um, what, what is it? Ignorance is bliss. I sometimes wish I was ignorant and then I immediately regret thinking that because I'm so happy I'm not ignorant. But it it must be so nice to live in ignorance. Just pretending things don't exist. Just ah, my little home and my little knickknacks and my little my foods and kitchens and my white community in Portland. <laughs> there's an entire world out there uh, and a lot of them are fucking suffering and it does not need to happen it does not need to happen we are a country of excess we don't need everything we have I am definitely not a materialistic person, but sometimes I even feel bad for the things that I have. I mean, I buy everything from thrift stores because buying shit brand new is insane. If you're living in the Bay Area, I don't know. I mean, I know how people do it. They're techies. They make a shit ton of money compared to us. But, uh, you know, 
it's it's insane the economic gap and the lack of of support that the other half has i mean the support they get there's food stamps and there's general assistance and i don't know if you people know what that much what that is uh, you get maybe two, three, two hundred dollars a month for food. Uh, general assistance, you probably get like six, seven hundred bucks a month. You know, rent is about two thousand a month, and that's good for a studio. Having children, on the other hand, like it's like, I love when people ask me if I'm ever gonna have kids, and I'm like, you know how fucking much it is. I mean, I haven't even put myself through college yet. It's going to be expensive as fuck. I don't want to ha- bring in a child and not be able to give them the education, the what they deserve. Um, I mean, and it's what's really sad is, I mean, not to you know talk down to people with children in the bay because they bust their ass to just make sure their kids have a roof over their head, foods in their food in their mouth, and that they get their ass to school and hopefully get a fucking scholarship. Um, I mean, a lot of these people, they had kids back in the day when you could get a room, a place for rent for $600 a month. But, you know, this whole fucking tech boom has just made those numbers just a fucking distant memory. I mean, I remember that's how much we were paying for rent for two-bedroom apartment in Redwood City, right next to Palo Alto. Um, two-bedroom apartment for six, $700, I remember. A cute two-bedroom, huge living room, backyard, front yard. Just, that's, those are things of the past. How the fuck is this going to end? Like, this bubble is going to pop. I mean, it has to. Otherwise, half of the fucking bay is going to be on the streets. Which, I mean, it's that seems like they, what they want, apparently. They just want us to be on the streets. Or a lot of my friends are in SROs, ones that are actually from the Bay, can't afford it anymore, but they want to stay in San Francisco, so they live in the single-room occupancy, uh, occupancy units. And those are pretty much dorms. A room with a sink, you have a community bathroom, no kitchen, Um, so you end up spending more money because you have to buy food on the street. So it's this circle of poverty where, you know, you're just existing. I mean, look, I love these people. I mean, most of them, they're creative people, skaters, musicians, and they just want to stay in the city because this is all they know. And it's sad because it's like, we don't, I don't even know the city. The only place I really know is like the TL (laughs) because that's where people, that's where a lot of the SROs are. They're all in the TL. That's where people that are actually from the Bay are usually. And it's so sad when I meet people and tell them I'm from here and they're like, oh, wow, that's rare. How sad is that? Like, it's we we don't exist anymore we're fucking unicorns as some people have said <laughs> we we are a, a mystery we're we're just a you know a figment of your imagination we're slowly being displaced exciting stuff <laughs> i was actually um uh, a friend of mine i i was telling them how um um when i'm in downtown i I I'm, I have anger. I mean, I try to let it out in healthy ways. Um, I like to dance. That definitely lets out my anger. I'm I'm a musician, so that helps. But sometimes, you know, when you're in downtown and you're just surrounded by the man, white, techie bastards, 
some are cool, but when you're just surrounded by hundreds and thousands of them, you can't help but just just be filled with rage that they are here and your, my Latin brothers and sisters are not here. Are uh, it's I just walk around and when they take too long, they're on their phones and I'm trying to cross the street, I will literally just go move, you know. It's like, I'm not going to go, oh, excuse me, sir. As no, I'm mad and I want them to know that. Like, it's, it makes me feel shitty, but it doesn't. (laughs) Someone needs to tell them. They, like, like I said, ignorance is bliss. They like to pretend like they're needed. Um, But in reality, a lot of people don't fucking want them here. And my friend said that uh, people like me were were like the ghosts of San Francisco. We're just roaming the streets, yelling at people. We don't even exist. We're just we're just shadows, telling people to move and get the fuck out. But it's like just three of us. <laughs> we're not here really, but we're telling people to move. So I thought that was pretty funny. That uh, yeah, natives are actually ghosts because we're gone. We're, we're no longer here anymore. And yeah, we're slowly just being displaced, um, being um, apparently exchanged for a new model. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so fucking depressing. So yeah, I'm uh, going to play a little something something. What do you think, guys? What do you think? I'm going to put on some hip hop. I like to switch it up. From punk rock to a uh, hip hop, some Mac Dre. Uh, let's see. Hopefully, you like this. It's taking me a minute, but uh, I'm going to be playing California Bear. Wow. Drizzle. California hot boy making a sizzle. I'm a roper smoker, love the yoga, Chevy when I'm Richter. Used to post up on the block with dope, I got from Victor. I go nuts, do donuts when I'm full up that liquor. Get bucks, man, so much, I ran game and pimped her. My thing thing got twisters, two sets like sisters. Dabbins and choppers, there's no stopping mister. A California bear, all up in your ear while I'm playing with your hair. Bitch, I'm a player. It ain't fair, niggas like me is rare Hard to find, you might not find one like me anywhere You can search tall trees, the bottom of the seas Nigga please, don't make them like these Huh? What you say? You gon' do what? I'm mad, I get further In my coupe Geeks I chew up, in the streets I grew up I run with niggas that'll kill a nigga Fold up you bucks, I'm sewing things up and the game on lock, I give you a E for effort 
That ain't no knock. Man, this thing don't stop. I'm all night like Denny's. I'm counting powwows. Are you scraping for pennies? I'm tight like two hemis. Dope like two grimmies. Put a dub in the blunt. Cause I don't like them skinny. Mafia like Vinny. I feel some Remy. Playboy from the Bay Boy. I say I laugh, you hear is clean, but mine's more dober. More gallo, salvaje, pimero, traffic, conte. It's not pace, but conte. Get a rope, get a rope. 200 thou, wow, for that spaceship I roll. You can do it, bitch, pop it for the movement. Mac and Beezy's is so easy, even a caveman can do it. Like Rain Man, I lose it. Start going, start the hoeing, start going. Right when it starts snowing. On your mark, set, holy. I'm not ready yet. Two girls with long curl, even stains on the headrest. I'm a sucker, headdress. Like goggles, clean man for that bread. Using hollows up my rollers. I'm from a different world The Wayne Wayne Flip my glasses up And pour a game in her brain You sound so lame It's not the same thing I ain't touched her yet She got so wet She had I hopped in my thing Start the motor Start the motor Passed her by She fainted They had to hold her up And all she kept saying Was hustle sordo I sing my corrido Negro bandito You can ask Juanito I never had a job Never had a job some years, I'm just shitting on people. I took her to the beach and she was feeding the seagulls. I let her know, like the Mac in a movie, I need that cheese. But bitch, this real life. And I'm nothing nice. I sell an Eskimo ice at a high price and getting twice. Bitch, what that got to do with China and the price of rice? I got a permanent tuxedo like a penguin sliding on ice. Sliding on ice. Hey, yo, man, me and my crew in Hollywood, and we shot this funky fresh video, man. Check it out. Give the record a second and a chance to Hitting people like a scene of amazement While they slipping back, my feet is planted in the pavement Crumble like I never do So now I'm looking dead at you What are you gonna do? You listen to the knowledge of a scholar You say how I breathe, tell them how I holler I'm the E-double, and I proclaim my name Straight up, good gang, peeps all game I'm like a rhino, running through the roughest pack They figure I'm a trigger, happy singing Go they step back, breathe the microphone is food lasts the longest, so news is strong. It ain't a game as plain to see. You listen to the sounds of breathe. There ain't a future in your front. And if you ever do, yo, and ever be with me, yo Serving in the Cherokee, or maybe it's a G-O Like I'm like Ben, so we'll get it up for me, yo Never have to worry about my posse getting jumped Cause if we ever do, yo, TV, pop the trunk Cause we don't go for playing, wanna play, go grab a ball When I'm on the mic, I ain't for playing, not at all Cause I clock 10 G's a week, booming at my peak Always see E's sober, but I do get geek I can give you a job, a place to eat hearty Meet your homeboy, Marty, at a B.O.B. Party taking over, barking like a dog named Zoom I'm picking suckers like a four leaf clover. Everybody worries on the mic and Jason's cobras. Turn out he's saying egg breeders get no. I'm 
the B, the R to the double E G, and down with my homie G A S N O E. Suckers cause I'm static cause they still be disagreeing. I don't give a cause I'm from F L I N T in a city where pity runs low. If you ever shoot through my city, now you know. Cause we a strictly business and we also got a pride. And if you don't like it, I suggest you break wide. Suckers thought he looking for the ammo when he wired. Thinking that illegal is the best for so they die. I ain't got time to see a thing thing now. To give up all his money and he give up what he got. That's the way I am and see we cannot be different. Never change the ways for the world or the government. If it was the president, then I would state facts. You leave it up to me, I paint the White House black and ain't no future in your front. Was a fiend and my gold will be stolen. Put my name breathe on everything I own. And when I get my Jeep, I'm putting breed on the chrome. Shine it up good. Kick it through my neighborhood. Motorola phone, fat rims in a Kenwood. Put the kid around it and then I'll have to drop. Just because the riding people think I'm selling rocks, but ain't no feature in your Cause I never liked the law Put top tens on my ass Use jeans Selling big gates And tip for tat to the fiends Like much dollars But I never break a sweat Trying to move out My pops are saying You got my back And I got yours What time is it? Tear down the door Start this party, alright? Kick out that fat fat While the beats that you hear coming real tight Something to roll to, something to stroll to If you's a player in the game, this'll hold you More money, more money for the bankroll Stick to the script, don't slip in a 9-4 A lot of fools put salt in the game To where these women get the notion that they run in the game huh. I run my own and I'm my own self-person No respect, make the situation worsen Feel more HP than Sunnydale There's a players club everywhere you dwell Lakeview, PH, and Army Street Different part of town, a different kind of freak. I just work on my toes on a mink rug and press play on remote at the players club. Me and my homies, we tied it in the glove. We chop a lot of game, that's how we do it at the players club. Jump the pool, we'll keep it in the tub, cause we keep much ass at the players club. More champagne, Mr. Forte. From day one, I had to get my money right. Me flying Frankie J, we took an airplane flight, huh? They wanted to hear rap, I said, I right, bet. We dropped the beat, I grabbed a mic, and then they wrote a check. A few G's for the pocket, no hesitation. Took a flight back to the Golden State, and shops made orders from a whole new capital. The word was getting out, both takes out rappable. Don't need a 
Glock, but I bought one just in case. Sucker tried to stop me from pursuing my paper chase. So the chase is on because it don't stop. I got the beat, I got the rap, you make the Glock pop. So treacherous, the suckers could be sweaters on a bad day. By the way, just in case you never heard a rapper forte, I'm on a smooth tip. Never tripping on them suckers, popping off the lip. I pop the top off the drink and we can roll some dang, bro. Leave the gat at the house, bring some dominoes. Kick off your shoes, relax and get a body rub. And shoot your mac and at these women at the players club. Me and my homies, we're tired of But don't get it twisted VIP, that means the number's not listed Membership is based on clout and how you carry yourself Now homie, what you all about? I stack paper and kick it with the OGs Some got a 9 to 5, some took a lot of keys You can learn a whole lot from a player A lot of these players make a damn good rhyme sayer A lot of people get a misconception And start drifting in the wrong direction Miss Goody Two-Shoe, I'll see you later I ain't got time, you ain't nothing but a player hater I'd rather kick it with the crew in Arizona They chop game like we do in California Another show, another flow, a new bank account Where cash money comes in large amounts So get your membership but never slip the lane this fast Or else fly, have to tap that ass And drop it through the ground and make your knees scrub and Just an everyday thing at the Players Club Me and my homies, we're tighter than the glove We chop a lot of game, that's how we do it in the Players Club Drop the pool, I'll keep it in the tub I like to send a shout out to all the players clubs throughout the world. I know they got a players club in Chicago. Man, what about that one they got in Philly, folks? You know they got one out there in Atlanta, the way they be chopping it. You ain't said shit. Detroit, New York, Texas. Yeah, but we gon' move on down to these players clubs closer to home, like Seattle, LA, Bakersfield, San Diego, PA, V Town, Richmond, Sacramento. Yeah, but a special shout goes out to them players club right across the water in the biggity biggity O. Yeah, and last but definitely not least, yeah, them player clubs they got right there in the San Francisco motherfucking bay. Yeah, and we out and at the players club. Awesome. Some of my favorite songs in hip hop, old school. That's what I grew up on. So first I put on uh, Ain't No Future in Your Front by MC Breed. And the last one we just heard was Rappin' Forte Players Club. I love all the shout outs to all the different cities in the Bay. It's beautiful. Uh, showing uh, pride for actually being from here. It's awesome. Um, I especially love that song because I used to live on one of the places he talks about. Uh, um, I love that when they call out all the different Muni lines, T-Line, <laughs> straight to Hunter's Point. Uh, yeah, on the corner of 3rd and Newcomb. Used to live right by there, too. It's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like, uh, you know, I'm from the Bay. I grew up in East Palo Alto, uh, which is essentially a mini Oakland. Um, it, it was an awesome place to grow up. Um, I would not trade it for the world. I know it was ghetto, but I learned so much. I made some amazing friends, people that appreciate little things in life, not materialistic people for sure. 
staying alive is a struggle. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people don't really understand how insane EPA was, especially when I was a kid and ate like I grew up like in the eighties, nineties. Um, and the year I was born or the year before or after, I don't know. I think it was 88 or 87. Um, it was the murder capital and in the U S uh, per capita. I mean, the, the size is pretty small. I think it's like 30,000 people. I mean, for the Bay area, it's pretty small population, but, um, it was like people are dying every day. Um, not just dying. I mean, obviously a lot of gang violence, drugs, uh, that's the main reason people were constantly getting shot at. Um, a crossfire happened a lot. That was a very common thing when I was a kid. So luckily I never was caught up in anything. I mean, and it's sad, you know, they say you just stay out of trouble, but trouble's right across the street. So trouble's gonna sometimes just come through your window and kill somebody. So yeah, violence is not good. Uh, it's, it's horrible. Uh, it ruins communities. Um, luckily EPA is a very tight knit community. People have been there forever. And I mean, it's true. If you don't mess with the wrong people, you're probably going to be okay. But you know, crossfire happens. Um, luckily not as often as just, you know, messing with the wrong gang members. (laughs) So yeah, just don't do that and you'll be okay. You'll be okay for the most part. Probably not. Um, yeah, so, um, the other day, um, there was, um, a premiere from a movie, um, let me see, um, The History of East Bay Punk, um, which totally caught my eye because I fucking love punk and I love the Bay and I, I mean, I know about East Bay Punk, but, um, I haven't really, um, you know, done research on it at all. Um, but, uh, I want to go see it. It just premiered. Um, I wasn't able to go, but I was able to go to the after party, um, uh, where Jello Biafra was MC, um, Pathogens, I forget a few other punk punk bands played and it was awesome. It was at the DNA lounge. Um, but I know the documentary is still playing. Um, let's see, let's see. So where, where'd you go? Where'd you go? need to hear about this overview it's a doc fest documentary fest um 16th san francisco documentary festival may 31st june 15th um um it's uh, approximately 50 feature screen at this scrappy san francisco uh let's see let's see um uh, among this year's offerings are uh, several world premieres or sneak peeks, including Riley Hayes' Homo, the documentary, a road trip exploring the current state of LGBT rights in America, Tom Gentle's Uhuru, a look at the discrimination facing disabled minorities in Tan- uh, Tanzania, Michael Galinsky and Sue... Suki Holly's Working in Protest, which chronicles U.S. activism over three decades. That sounds awesome. Uh, Working in Protest. Got to go see that. Um, Jeremy Williams on a Knife Edge, a portrait of a Lakota teen as he becomes politically aware. 
Nice. Bradley Berman and Eric Weiss's Nat Bites, uh, Nat Bates for mayor about a notorious California political race marked by big oil's influence. And Annie Sprinkle and Beth Stevens' Water Makes Us Wet, an eco-sexual adventure, which follows the filmmakers as they playfully explore the erato politics of water. Interesting. Other features screening at the event include Ty Oldman's End of the Road, about a Canadian utopian community formed by Vietnam War draft dodgers, Leslie Zemeckis' Mabel Mabel Tiger Trainer, a tribute to a female circus big cat trainer, Will Lockhart's The Surrounding Game, which follows Americans trying to master the ancient Asian game of Go, Kathy Carlson's Everybody Has an Andy Dick Story, in which people share legendary tales of the comedian, Inaki Alforja's uh, oh, wow. uh, Tales of the Comedian, Mott... Uh, oh, um, Moxila 21 Live on a rock band which includes several members with Down Syndrome and Andrew James Street Fighting Men which follows three African American Detroit men of different generations that's awesome I need to go I was honestly just talking about the East Bay Punk documentary but apparently there's a fucking lot of awesome films that are premiering working in protest the ones about uh, US activism over three three decades that seems really awesome I'm gonna look into that a little more in home of the documentary I've definitely heard of that one gotta look into all of these like I said they're uh, premiering in San Francisco until uh, June 15th Ah, so cool. So, the documentary, um, Working in Protest, um, it's made over 30 years, but all too timely. This immense or immersive film covers the recent history of protest and activism in America. Told from the perspective, uh, uh, pro- uh, perspective of, an, of an observer rather than as a journalist or activist, the filmmaker simply recorded events in a neutral manner. From rallies celebrating the Confederate flag to the Occupy Wall Street movement to Trump rallies, the weird, wild world is all there. Ah, No doubt in my mind about that. (laughs) But yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, Yeah, you gotta look into that. But yeah, um, Turn It Around, the story of East Bay Punk. Um, That is uh what should I call it I know it's um uh it's a film okay, obviously it's a film that spans over 30 years of the California Bay Area's punk music history with a central focus on the emergence of Berkeley's inspiring 924 Gilman Street Music Collective narrated by Iggy Pop and executive produced by Green Day turn it around the story of East Bay punk is the definitive telling of this vibrant story drawing from a wide variety of voices and viewpoints and featuring the music of many of the most famous and infamous punk bands ever Director Corbett Redford and guests will be on hand for the screening. Following the film was, um, they had a Gilman-style live music showcase at the DNA Lounge in SF, um, and it, it featured the pathogens, like I said, the love songs, Kamala, and the carnivores, and hammer bombs. It was beautiful. I forgot how fucking much I love punk. 
Um, that's definitely music saved my life as it has for so many people. I know that. Thank God for music. Um, but yeah, punk definitely helped, uh, when you're an angry teenager or preteen and then you just hear this music that's angry for no reason, but every reason possible. It's a beautiful thing. You know, instead of sitting around being depressed, I went to punk shows and let it out. I, I mean, I hope people out there have their, that, that's how I was able to express myself. Um, I still express myself in other ways. I need to go to more punk shows to let it out. And in this, uh, current state of the U S it's definitely necessary to go out and let it out. Um, don't let it out on each other, love each other, hug each other, enjoy each other's company. Uh, go to a punk show and then you can punch people and it's totally okay. I mean, obviously don't just go up to someone and punch them. You got to go in the mosh pit, but you know, it's a good place to let it out. Um, and I suggest any angry people out there go to one. If you have not, you're missing out. Stop yelling at your kids or your significant other, your parents, whatever. Go yell at the stage. All the world's a stage. (laughs) So I'm going to listen to a little bit more punk. Why not? I'm going to put on a very um, upfront song. Um, It's very punk because no one cares. Uh, The lyrics are gorgeous. You'll see why. Um, it's, It's hilarious, actually. It's a great song. It's called Sex and Violence by The Exploited.
And that was the Misfits. Last caress. Good times. Good times. <laughs> um, I am going to put on some hip hop now. Um, this is one of my most, probably the one of the few hip hop rap groups I am totally down for uh, in this day and age. <laughs> um, I am one of those cynical ones that are like, eh, hip hop is not the same. I mean, it's not. I mean, things change. Obviously, it's not bad. It's it's just not as good as it was. That's my personal opinion. Um, actually, made it made a lot of sense the other day when uh, someone said I'm. I took a house dance class because I fucking love house music, and. Um, the uh, teacher said, you know, he asked, you know, why do you think house music is so simple or the beats were so easy? And I wasn't 100% sure, but he, his theory, which sounds very, I mean, pretty, pretty legit, um, that back in the day, uh, MCs actually had things to say. Uh, people could actually rap. They had talent. They put a lot of work into the lyrics. So you, you could have a pretty simple beat, but you'd have amazing lyrics on top of it. Whereas in this day and age, with all the amazing producing going on, uh, you have some pretty fucking dope beats that take a lot of time and effort and shitty people singing non nonsense on top of those amazing beats. So, I mean, the table's kind of turned. Um... I guess about the lyrics these days. I, I mean, I know there's some good stuff out there. I'm sure, uh, but shit that's on the radio, you know, the radio, uh, is pretty fucking stupid. Person, I mean, I don't know. I could see why you could dance to it, but I mean, it's nothing that you're gonna write the lyrics to. And you're, you know, like when I was a kid, I would write the lyrics to Chicken Chicken Formist by the Dead Kennedys while I was in class. I'd write all the lyrics. It's, it's an amazing song. If you, you really need to listen to it, all of the lyrics. I mean, punk's not dead. It just deserves to die when it becomes another stale cartoon. If the music's gotten boring, it's because of the people who want everyone to sound the same. I mean, I know all the lyrics to that song. I'd write it from beginning to end, and that's just how I... It molded me into who I am, honestly. Uh, question everything. Fuck authority. Uh, Well-paid scientist. I mean, it's about just getting paid to do a boring job and that's it. Like what kind of exist? I mean, a lot of people do that. They just have a job to make lots of money, but they don't like, they have no passion for it. And to me, that's, I would rather, you know, get paid very little to do what I love. Like what I'm doing now, this is awesome. I'm not getting paid anything to do this. And that's totally fine with me because this is actually fun. <laughs> I'd rather be doing this than a lot of other things. Um, it's sad. I mean, I, I remember Roman and I were talking last week, I think about, a the math teacher in the city who's homeless and she's pretty much couch surfing and she even like tutors after school to make extra money. And like, you know, you would think something like that would dissuade people from wanting to be a teacher, but it honestly just inspired me more. Um, I want to be a teacher eventually. I mean, we're all teachers in some respect, but I want to teach kids. Um, I'd love to be an art history professor at some point, but I mean, obviously I'd start out, I'd love to teach English to high schoolers. I mean, English can transform someone's life. I mean, it's usually English teachers for me that have had a huge impact. And, and I mean, it, hearing about that teacher who was homeless practically just inspired me 
to want to be a teacher even more like that's those that is a teacher that these people do it because they want to do it obviously you don't get into teaching because of the money you do it to make a difference in the world and to me that's that's so fucking rewarding i would rather die knowing that i changed so many lives or helped people to find themselves or to improve themselves i know i'd rather die knowing that i did that than with a bunch of money in my bank account I mean, that's, I mean, who, that's like the last thing on your mind. When you're on your deathbed, you don't care how much money is in your pocket. You care about the lives you transformed or the people you've touched with your words and wisdom. And to me, that teachers are, that's, that's what they are. Uh, and it's so sad. Some of them get bitter over time. And I totally get it. But it's, it's a taxing job, but it's so rewarding. And, I love teachers. You guys are great. If there's any out there, thank you for all you do because it takes a special kind of person to dedicate their lives to others every day. You get up at the crack of dawn to sometimes teach people who don't even want to be taught. And that's okay. You know, maybe, you know, they'll learn. Hopefully they'll learn. If not, then it wasn't their time. But there's kids who want to be in school and that's a beautiful thing. Um... So yeah, let's see. Let's uh, play some Odd Future. Um, in one second, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Odd Future, Rella. I fuck this flow. This is my electronic press kit. I harness some fresh shit. Nigga, red collect, bitch. Grown gray hands don't stress it. I text, message, messages to fucking estrogen. She lets me in. I sex her in. She sexier than my leather bands. Cause I never am purchasing. Reinversing your currency. Put your body on the currency to work the street. I hurts the street. Hershey sweet, she Hershey sweet. But me, I'm extravagant. I bought a bandwagon, kid. I'm about to show you some tragic shit. The love is lost in the drugs, they cows in the studio make some rock. Bitches in my drawers, like you bitch in my drawers. Nigga, my dick can hurt y'all. I'm West Snipes with land pipes. Don't dabble with that apple, cause the swagger like mine turned them apples in the snapper. Fuck the pick of the rap, king of the castle. Nigga, get this combination. We didn't marry the mansion. Making money in the prison, and it's safe for my grandsons. Uh, Suicide watch, nigga. Kill yourself. Opposition hold, nigga. Reveal yourself. How you still our swag and figure you still yourself? Splinter cell creeping in this bitch. You couldn't feel yourself. Wolves are prowling, hunger at his fucking best I'm a beast, like the gorilla head that is on my chest Please let me flex, I'm going off, I need some fucking bread Drugs are green, my bitch is white and tonight I need fucking head Excuse the swag, I'm trying to tone it down like Jenny Craig Fresh to death, and I guess we looking like the living dead Oh shit, yo bitch, look at how I'm doing you Bitches on my dick, but look at me, I'm fucking beautiful Niggas try to figure, but all I hear in my interviews is Why is this so cool, you niggas are so unusual Wolfgang, point me to a nigga I should prove it to Under pressure, we just stand in the middle like hula The fortress is fortified, bitch Money in my pockets like I'm 45 Haji beats recording live Bitch, I be showing sure that high And I don't need wings to fly I'm in the air with the pigs Left brain, I'm a genocide Knock 
knock who's there, it's me, your girlfriend had a really nice meeting with my dick what? I killed that pussy and grabbed that knife, now I got real authentic cheetah print shit Nigga, you're a liar Nigga, don't believe me, kiss your lady And boy, you're gonna get them heebie-jeebies Nigga, my dick stay way this easy, I make it look easy 5150, I'm off the heezy, you ain't got no fucking Yeezy Five albums, a hundred songs, and you ain't got no fucking Yeezy I bet you got some Jaquan, you ain't got no fucking Yeezy Came in the gang like Speedy Gonzalez, I'm fucking loony See these girls talking all that shit What? I'm just trying to see some tits Let's get it poppin' like MC like around some dykes I'm out this bitch like Hocus Pocus And me and Lucas got a couple of pickles I met up with some bitches, gave them a couple of dimples And then my dick went lips So took about three pills of Extenzo Now my dick longer than a five-door limo Harder than a soft right hook from Kimbo On PCP and Cilantro When I'm with your bitch, I'm like, where my dick go? Now she think I'm about to eat her whole intro And lotta, I got a lot of that premium And I'm paying not it seems that I'm product placement But not, I'm just fucking awesome Your mama look like a ugly Loser. On all y'all, and then I'm out. Half a blunt hanging off my mouth. Speeds like a demon on 101 South. I smoke chewy like a motherfucking nut. You got a grand bag in the deck and roll the rubber. It's Andre Nicotina Tiger coming out the cut. Maximum speed driving, I don't give a fuck. Go and see a blunt put me hunting down a cat. This bitches on the streets, motherfucker, where you at? Dipping on sweaty with my niggas from the set. The blunt went out. But we ain't done yet. Get another one to play. Paid away for that check every 15 days. I remember high school, so cool and pushy. You catch that motherfucker, go get pushed. Caught up in the madness, with the baddest. See the baggy jeans, bit her ass with the baddest. Who is she? She got my dick clean. Come right away, she got a drunk sack of weed. Nigga, I'm sipping. I'm hot, I got the taste, they sipping. Talking about money, hoes, other than pissing. I'm polar. Don't you like this fine bitch? It's shining like a car on my new Back in the days that I didn't jack, in fact, my nigga shot 
Just serve that nigga a sack They told me that he had three more niggas posted out back Spread his own Cause right by the back though is my cousin Tony, Mr. Blunt Ready to get some Nike reading lessons to a chunk We make him bleed and leave the scene from them AR-15 AR-15 And I don't think I'm gonna shoot no I keep that on me Can't even strike the room unless I tell my fucking P.O. Drinking pina colada boom Staring hard at the moon On the 18th floor of a hotel about to find my room Five star Scotty 15 by Andre Nicotina, a Bay Area legend from Filmo. Look him up. He's awesome. Classic. Uh, been around for a long time. Um, yes, he still performs. Um, very awesome. Shout outs to the Fillmore in a lot of his songs. It's a guy you could be proud of for sure. Um, yes. So, what else? Oh, yeah. Um, I had been, uh, reading about this. Where are you? Let's see. Let's see. Um, the, there's a Poets of Color podcast, a poetry showcase and fundraiser for Poets of Color podcast. Um, next on the lineup is Poets of Color podcast, very own Asha Sudra. Asha's family, sibling, and struggle in a crucial part of the POC podcast. I suggest you look them up, like them on Facebook, Poets of Color podcast. Uh, Asha is an artist, educator, and revolutionary. She's originally from LA, where she was heavily influenced by the underground hip-hop scene. 
awesome. She went to UCSC and obtained her master's in education. See, teachers. She has also worked for the nonprofit Playworks in East Oakland. As a community organizer, she has worked with different anti-police brutality organizations. Her passion for social justice today focuses on educating youth. That's right. She's currently an eighth grade teacher in San Jose. Awesome. I could cry. And is also actively training teachers around California about how to teach within a social justice lens in order to create authentic global change. Yeah. yeah. She's toured London showcasing her poetry, including at the famous Troy Bar. Her music, art, and spoken word act as a mirror to the passion and activism she lives out uh, lives lives out daily. Yes, you go, girl. <laughs> um, yesterday they had um, a brother in the struggle in the streets in the hood, working in community and still creating beautiful art. Sharif Zakout, San Francisco born, Bay Area race, son of Gazan immigrant. He currently works as the lead organizer for the Arab Resource and Organizing Center and will be receiving his master's from SFSU College of Ethnic Studies. Congrats. He's also a musician and artist, and his work reflects his experience coming from working class Palestinian diaspora. Uh, diaspora. Ah, beautiful. God, I love it. I love it. Ah, thank you, peoples. Thank you. Let's see. Let's see. Um... What was that? I know there was something I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, yes, this. So, people can donate their air miles to help men escape Chechnya. Awesome. Do it. This is in Gay Star News. Uh, came out uh, May 30th. Um, Hong Kong will become the next city to throw its support behind gay men who face persecution in Chechnya. Organizers of an event are asking people to donate money or air miles to help men escape Russia. International LGBTI advocacy group is spearheading an event to raise money and logistic support for the men. Last month, it was revealed that Chechen government and northern Caucasus were routinely detaining, torturing, and in some cases, killing gay men. Yeah. International organizations began helping the men to escape Russia altogether. Lithuania and France are two countries who have taken Chechen refugees so far. Thank you. God. Ah. <sighs> Uh, organizations such as Rainbow Railroad. Uh, we had someone last week uh, call in. Uh, we were talking all about that. Um, it's a very hard to get them out of there. Um, it's a horrible place to be um, if you're in the LGBTQ community. Um, so let's try to help them any way you can. Um, organizations such as Rainbow Railroad, the Russian LGBT network, and all-out funding campaigns have pulled their resources to coordinate efforts to help the men. Thank goodness. The Hong Kong event uh, will include a Skype session with organizers from Rainbow Railroad, an expert panel discussion on LGBT refugees and live performances from local entertainers. People who would like to help are asked to donate money or air miles to help at-risk individuals escape persecution. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, like they said uh, people are being killed for being gay. Um, but not only that, if you're re related to someone who is gay, uh, you can get hurt <laughs> for being related to them. Or And that's where it puts people in oh, fucked up situations where it's either you call out your gay relative or you 
can get killed. So you kill your relative or you kill yourself. What? Okay. That, oh God, I can't imagine how fucked up that is. I mean, it's, I can't imagine it's fucked up. God. So yeah, there's families just going against each other so that they don't die. That's, that's Chechnya, guys. Yeah. True allyship has no borders, said Bess Hepworth, founder of Planet Ally and lead organizer for the event. The situation in Chechnya is absolutely dire and it's vital our LGBTI community and our allies speak out and act in solidarity and support our brothers and sisters at risk in Chechnya right now. We must ensure that kind of LGBT persecution doesn't escalate into blueprints of hate in other regions of the world. The event is happening June 2nd, tomorrow. For more information, email planetallyapp at gmail.com. Help out if you can. God. Pray for those guys. Pray for them. Make it out alive. Um, oh gosh, I'll finish on a high note. (laughs) So, um, the New York Times, um, 11-year-old, a mom, and pushed to marry her rapist in Florida. When she was a scrawny 11-year-old, Sherry Johnson found out one day that she was about to be married to a 20-year-old member of her church who had raped her. It was forced on me, she recalls. She had become pregnant at 11 years old, she says, and child welfare authorities were investigating. So her family and church officials decided the simplest way to avoid a messy criminal case was to organize a wedding. (laughs) Okay, because that makes sense. My mom asked me if I wanted to get married, and I said, I don't know. What is marriage? How do I act like a wife? I'm fucking 11. Johnson remembers today, many years later, she said, well, I guess you're just going to get married. Wow. This is America. Right? Like, I mean, I, that's not like that's saying much, but... 11 year olds (laughs) so she was a government clerk uh in tampa florida refused to marry an 11 year old thank you even though this was legal in the state it's illegal (laughs) so the wedding party went to nearby pinellas county where the clerk issued a marriage license how does that person sleep with themselves the license the license which i've examined lists her birth date so officials were aware of her age not surprisingly the marriage didn't work out (laughs) an 11 year old and a 20 year old a rape victim awesome (laughs) two-thirds of marriages uh of underage girls don't last i mean i thought that's just two-thirds of marriages in general don't last but i mean especially if the girl's underage one study found but it didn't interrupt johnson's attendance in elementary school elementary school today she's campaigning for a state law to curb underage marriages part of a nationwide movement to end child marriage in america it's like fucking slave trading sex fuck this is ridiculous it's legal uh, meanwhile children 16 and under are still being married in florida at a rate of one every few days you're thinking child marriage that's what happens in bangladesh or tanzania not america the landscape of child marriage. Idaho had the most, of course, Idaho had the most married children on a per capita basis among states that provided data. Texas led in sheer numbers of children married based on state records covering 11 years, 2000 to 2010. 
Minors who were married in 38 states that provided records. Uh, so those are crazy numbers. In Texas, 34,000 were married. Um, what? Where is California? I'm actually, yeah, I bet it's like not even legal in California. That makes sense. Um, in fact, more than 167,000 young people aged 17 and under married in 38 states between tw- uh, 2000 and 2010, according to a search of available marriage uh, license data by a group called Unchained and Last, which aims to ban child marriage. The search turned up cases of 12-year-old girls married in Alaska, Louisiana, and South Carolina, while other states simply had categories of 14 and younger. Unchained at last was not able to get data for the other states, but it uh, extrapolated that in the entire country, there were almost 250,000 child marriages between 2000 and 2010. Some backing for that estimate comes from the U.S. uh, Census Bureau, which says that at least 57,800 Americans aged 15 to 17 reported being in marriages in 2014. Among the states with the highest rates of child marriages were Arkansas, Idaho, and Kentucky. The number of child marriages has been falling, but every state in America still allows underage girls to marry, typically with the consent of parents. Horrible parents, apparently. Uh, To judge, a judge, or both. 27 states do not even set minimum age by statute, according uh, to the Tahiri Justice Center's Forced Marriage Initiative. A great majority of the child marriages involve girls and adult men. Yeah, disgusting. Such a sexual relationship would often violate statutory rape laws, but marriage sometimes makes it legal. Oh, America. In New Hampshire, a Girl Scout, a Girl Scout named Cassandra Levesky, learned that girls in her state can marry at 13. 